On Thursday the 23rd of June, I went to see Melbourne Playback perform On Our Shores at the Footscray Arts Centre. The troupe are many things, or rather, become many different things over the course of one night, being one of Melbourne's leading improvisation theatre companies. The team consists of actors, organisers and musicians, with the roles interchangeable between the variously skilled artists. As with improv, you can expect that an evening with Melbourne Playback will direct the spotlight from the stage and into the audience at times. However, the theatre group conspires to engage audience participation to a degree that I have never before experienced. You might encounter any selection of their actors on a given night. On Thursday, Ernie Gruner and Karen Berger provided a two-piece band. Throughout the show, they accompanied the actors with violin, percussion and xylophone. The core cast consisted of Alex Sangster, Alan Laverty, Diana Nguyen, Mike McAvoy, Michelle Hussey and Ananth Gopal, who all conducted themselves with the wit, foresight and perfect timing of improvisation veterans. But it is not time for the actors yet. The evening began with four 15-minute talks by guest speakers tackling a major issue affecting contemporary Australia, the refugee crisis. Our speakers were refugee and author Mariam Izza, CEO of Asylum Seekers Resource Centre Con Carapaniotidis, refugee and advocate Muhammad Ali Bakiri, and representative from the Refugee Action Collective and St Albans teacher Lucy Honan. They were each eloquent, compelling, brave, and shared some painful things while displaying a hope for the future that had survived the incredible tests of their pasts. I encourage every listener to go out and give them a Google. They are an excellent source of highly educated information on the topic of the refugee. In the greater plot of the evening, their function was to grab the absolute attention of the audience and force them, both with kindness and a certain emotional brutality, to engage not only their intellect to the issue at hand, but their senses, memories and emotions, essentially bringing deeper parts of our humanity to bear on the refugee crisis. As the final speaker finished their speech, the audience left the theatre for intermission. We staggered around like shell-shocked soldiers, surprised at how emotionally exhausted we had become. I'd been turning over in my mind refugee or immigrant kids that I'd known in primary school and high school, having grown in the course of an hour closer to understanding the magnitude of their experiences than I ever had been before. But it wasn't over yet. Returning to the theatre, we were met by five actors dressed in black, arranged in a single horizontal rank seated on milk crates, occupying the space in which the speakers had been. There was nothing else on stage. As the final audience members took their seats, the MC jogged energetically to the crowd and asked for people to call out a word that summarised how they were feeling after hearing the speeches. After a brief self-conscious pause, he was answered. Tearful, ashamed, sad, empowered came the calls from the crowd. The MC bounded up the stairs to a woman. Tell me, he said into the mic, what makes you feel tearful and why? The woman attempted to explain herself, to explain a feeling that was obviously more complex than a single word. After a minute or so of interview, the MC turned to the actors, who were still seated silently on stage, and asked them to perform a song based on what the woman had just said. The lights dimmed. A green spotlight switched on, hitting the middle of the stage. One of the actresses danced into the middle of the spotlight and began to sing, joined gradually by the other actors, which compounded into a symphony of voices. The cast had picked up on a few key phrases, open heart, clear mind, come here, which they sung laid over each other, creating a tumult of straining voices, differing in cadence and strength. It lasted perhaps three minutes. I was initially confused and embarrassed by the performance, until I realised that they had hit upon something in the audience member's words. It wasn't just her words they were examining, it was her tone, her confusion and her sadness. They had interpreted this as best they could and were reflecting it back to her and the rest of us through performance, creating it again outside her and in a way that was different but the same to understand again in a new way. 
Over the course of the evening, the audience was asked for their feelings, stories and thoughts, inspired by the initial speakers or by their own history with the refugee issue. With this deeply personal information, they made us at times giddy with amusement, then angry, then euphoric, then quiet with sadness. Song and music were not the only weapons of expression they deployed, utilising dance, mime, language and light to perform the things which the audience conveyed. Each act was around three to ten minutes long. We left the theatre at the end of the night having examined and gained insight into some human parts of ourselves and our fellow audience members that are not so often brought into the public or to the conscious eye. Melbourne Playback's next show deals with climate change and will be in August this year. Tickets and dates are not yet announced, but head over to melbourneplayback.com.au for more information.